When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Your mom always said you'd be there. Hello, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought, oh. I don't have anything. <laughs> Oh, these headphones must be dead. Uh, wow. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> well, they were on the charger all night. Tom's. I mean, not well. Got. You have to. Click headphones down. problem. I know, they are clicked down. Z- wow. I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> You're playing. Should we restart? I'm going to return this phone call. We'll start and I'll call her back. What? I got to return a phone call. I'm in the middle of something. In any case, welcome to the family with. Hackmaster Ralph. Good back from MD. I, I knew it was going to be bad today. Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. And we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom has stepped out, taking a very important phone call. You know how he does. He went to the bathroom. No, he's just... Think he was uh, lying? No, no. Very important phone call. So I spent some time this morning waiting for the electrician, going on Twitter and blocking people that are so insane right now with politics. Mm. What do we have? How many days left do we have before the election? Too many. A month and five days. A month and five days. Because yeah. it's November 11th, People right? People are really heating up the crazy right now. What day is it? Uh, today is no, the... No, I mean, what day is the election? November, November 3rd. 3rd. Oh, then we have a month minus three days. Yes. So we're they're heating up the crazy on uh, social yes, media. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. Can't even be on it. Oh, don't I'm be like, on it. Then don't be I on just it. Look, and I look for yeah. puppy kittens and wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy, kittens, and wildlife. Yeah, that's all I can do because, I mean, seriously, people are, whoa, crazy. Whoa. Puppy, kittens, and wildlife. Is that, is that a bit like uh, lions and tigers yep. and, and bears. bears? Oh, my. Yep. I just want to, you know, I just, I can't. I can't watch people just k- lick boots all day long for a political party. I just can't. Either lick boots or kick with boots. Yes, kick or lick, one or the other. That's what they're doing. Kicking and licking. <laughs> kicking, kicking and, and licking all kicking over and Twitter. Licking, kicking and licking. All, yeah, and that, absolutely, the, just the absolute vitriol and oh. the hatred. And, oh, you know, can we just boil it down to this person is going to allow big business and this is gonna, person is going to allow big government. They pick your poison. Yeah. Unless you vote libertarian like a normal person. But there's no, we don't have a good choice. Don't have a legitimate choice. Yeah, you're not going. Yes, we do. You're not going to elect a libertarian. That's just not going to happen. We should. We should, but we're not going to. Yeah, the person. The person. Something's wrong with you guys. The person. (laughs) The person that is uh, to vote for would be that governor from South Dakota. I think she'd make a good libertarian candidate. She she actually is pretty much a libertarian, isn't she? I think so. Yeah, pre, pretty yeah. much. Smaller so government, thinks, Matt, smaller the, taxes, everyone out in the mountain freedoms. region is still yeah. Stay stay out of my bedroom. Exactly. Stay mm-hmm. out of my yeah. uterus. Why are we stay out of my the, yeah. stay out of my pocketbook. Exactly. Stay, just stay just stay out. Be smaller government. You know, you do this. I'm going to do this, and just go away. Yeah. I mean, and and. And I, I just, I think she's a younger, young person, you know, fresh thoughts. And if she don't, if you don't, if you don't vote for her, she'll kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the gun. She'll shoot you. She, no, 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 she's she got the gun. No, yeah. she, when she, when she did that uh, July Fourth introduction of uh, President Trump, whew, she had this oh, sleeveless nice. shirt on. Now, oh man, she's got the guns. She's got pipes. She's got yeah. the, she's got the guns. She'll, 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 uh, you know, knock you out. Yep. Well. You know, she knows how to ride a horse, which I appreciate. Oh, she does? Also, that Tulsi Gabbard person that Tom used to go crazy for. She's actually been impressing me more and more with her. She's much more, She's a run, she was trying to run on the Democratic Party, but she has actually some dignity and class, so she'll never make it in the Democratic Party. Yeah. She's Sorry not hateful say. enough. Yeah, you have to be really, yeah. really mean, I think, to yes, run. You People do. like that, yep. I think, in their candidate. They like bitterness in their they candidate. They do. They like they like blame, shame, game stuff. They That's like it they when like. their side is mean and awful, but when the other side is mean and awful, then it's, you know, then the lack of decorum offends them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh-oh. There we go. Good. Good. Answer the door. Oh, that's my dad now. Dad, uh, I'll call you right back. I'm on the show. Bye. <laughs>
Apparently we're not allowed to. It's his birthday on Thursday. Yes, it is. Yep. 94 years oh, young, man. nice. And we are not nice. allowed to do anything about it. Yeah, it keeps on being somebody tested positive who worked mm-hmm. in the building, and so they have to shut down for 10 days. It used to be two weeks. Now it's 10 days for some reason. Why did, they have to shut, why did he have to be shut down for 10 days? Uh, well, they can do their <laughs> activities, and they can go to lunch and all that kind of stuff, whereas before they weren't even allowed to socialize at all. They had to basically stay in their rooms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Number 94 and assisted living. Yeah, you really. Know, that, that's I know. Huma- that's humanity. It's that's, so that's bad. Hum- that's a humane it's, treatment it's, Oh, he hates people. it so much. He does. I mean, it would be a completely different experience. He would love that place if he could get out and yeah. visit people or meet. He hasn't been to a grocery store in eight, nine months. So they put him in a bubble. They yeah. put them in mm-hmm. a bubble. And I mean... He's in a hospice care program, so he gets he's allowed to have three essential visitors, which includes myself and my two brothers. But if he weren't in hospice, he would have no visitors at all during these times where they have uh, somebody who tests positive. They just they stop so all visitors. One of their employees tests positive, so you I don't quite understand why all everybody there has to be in quarantine. I don't know either. Are they afraid that they're going to pass it on to you? I believe. Well, maybe I don't know. because the first one. This is the other thing. The person hadn't been in the building since the 29th. When they discover that the person has COVID, that's the first day of the 10-day period. I thought it was 14. Well, I think it's 10 days now. Is oh, we, oh, we're down to 10 nice. days. I think so. Nice. So why isn't it actually when the person was last in the building? Yeah, and why didn't they ret- they retested that person two times? I don't because know. Because the people who tested positive in Greece, there were crew members in Greece. Mm-hmm. They tested all the crew members on this cruise, and twelve of them showed up positive for COVID. Okay. They th- they said, oh well, well, let's retest these people to make certain. So they retested them. Well, then only eight. Mm. So they had four false positives. Well, do then- you know how the COVID test works? Is it a gene test? I think it's a part. Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> It's a genetic test of some sort, and I'm not certain whether they it genetic. tests the uh, actual genome or tests the surface of the virus, uh, particles of the surface oh. of the virus, whatever, whatever antibody they can do to that. That's probably what they're doing. It's an antibody, antibody kind of a test. Antibody tests are pretty inaccurate, so yeah. there's so, that. So, so to continue the story, they, then they say, well, we're going to wait a couple of days. We're going to go into a port. We'll, then we'll take, we'll test all these these 12 people again. Then we're going to send them to a lab in the port. They okay. do that. All of them come back negative. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. So there were 12 total positive tests, which were, in essence, negative. Or these oh. people converted within two days to negative. Well, isn't, aren't th- like 30% of the tests false positives? That's what I've well, heard. Unless 30% testing of the tests are fully false positive. 20% of the people that are counted as positive never had a test. And I know oh. of one test, I said last week, I know of one test that wasn't even done. It was mailed in empty, which came back positive. Hmm. Oh. So the problem is it's all automated, and the automated systems are crap. Yeah. Because if any human looked at these tests, there wouldn't be that high of a false positive rate. You would hope. But then again, you, you, get, hope. you get paid more. You get 20% bump if it's positive. That's true. You do. You get a little bump. Uh, it's just interesting to me because, okay, so Trump has COVID. He went to Walter Reed for, what, three or four days? Yeah. Two days. Two days. He was treated. He comes back out. My dad tested positive at 93 years of age. He, my sister said his, he had symptoms. He was tired, really tired. Yeah. At 93. Really tired, Wait a second. So he's had it already? 
Well, he's that's had, what they say. We don't really know. He had a positive test, yeah. but he's always really tired. He's 93. This is, this, so, wh- so, <laughs> so why is he in this bubble? I don't know. Because they don't know if you can get it again or if you can be a carrier again. They don't seem to know anything about this virus. I mean, every five minutes, the CDC is changing what they're talking about. It's been almost a year. Yes, we're going going on the eighth month, aren't we? This surfaced at the end of November, and we knew about it in December. It's been almost a year. Well, but we in America got it. No, 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 but we knew about it. Yeah. And in that period of time, the number of people that have contracted this and the number of tests, we don't know anything about how many false positives these tests have, how many false negatives these tests have. We have no idea as to actual incidence of the disease. Right. We don't know the incubation period. Because well, that, well, that was 14. No, mm-hmm. now it's down to 10. Okay, we don't know the incubation period. We don't know uh, if you can get it again. We don't know if there's any serious prediction aside from comorbidity thing, how serious the disease is going to be. Mm-hmm. We really have no clear-cut treatment to clear this out. And I'm guessing there's been lots of money spent on studying this virus. You think? <laughs> so why don't we know anything? It's the most bizarre that money just gone into some sort of a pit. Oh, it is the most. It, and, and as, as a physician, I've tried to look for this information. Yeah, it's you think around. you'd have it's, it in uh, journals I all have, over the I place? No. There's no information anywhere. No, we just don't. Well, we just don't know. We just, you know, and can I give it? So if I'm, if I'm, if I've tested positive, but have asymptomatic, can I give it to somebody? No one knows. Yeah, that's the thing. And and what's what's the and can I get of, it again? If you if if he's already had it and he can't get it again, can he be a carrier? If not, he should be allowed to leave. Well, if, he, if, if there's a concern about that, he shouldn't be in the, the, this, the, the facility he's in because he could infect everybody else if they're worried about that. See, this, it, it makes no sense. It's, 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 a, it's a logic of convenience. So, oh, I, well, I, I, I think I'm going to do it this way. I think this will be safe. This will be safe. Until it's not safe. Oh, yeah. geez, that didn't work. I know. I just don't even know what's happening anymore. It's just very confusing. And no one cares. And no one cares. That's true. I mean, some of these people that have, you know, that haven't had a visitor, you know, in months and months, or maybe they don't have family that lives nearby, and their only source of entertainment was maybe going to the mall mm-hmm. and shopping, or going to Target, or going and outside around. and looking at the leaves. Well, they can go outside. They can't. They are allowed outside on the, the property yeah, only. Can't leave the grounds. They can't leave the grounds. Because of course, their property is sterile. But they just told us that one of their employees tested positive. So they're, uh, clearly, they're, they, you can't say that their grounds are cleaner than the grounds outside. I don't know. Don't ask the me. The wind blows. I'm confused as much as anybody. I really don't know what to think. And what, what's going to happen this winter? Because clearly this thing isn't going to go away. They're going to keep on yep. threatening to shut down and threatening. But Israel shut down. Israel, Israel, Israel locked back down. I think they locked down right before Yom Kippur. Israel did? Israel did. They locked it on, and now they're having civil sort of uh, unrest. Not, I wouldn't say unrest, but protests and maybe civil disobedience with this mass. So they shut it all down, and then people are like and, – and actually, they interviewed people on the streets. Said, I don't know if we need to do this. This isn't making a lot of sense. So there's just – it's an odd – I don't know. It's an odd thing that they're trying to eliminate all risk and all risk of death right. from this sort of thing. Where they, they could care less about influenza, could care less about other kinds of diseases, just don't care about that. But this one really has, has just, just taken created the world this, by cr- storm. Created yeah. a, mm-hmm. a real, uh, 
you know, hysteria is sort of an inflammatory kind of word. I don't want to trigger anybody. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of this, it's created this intense concern for your safety and your well-being and that it's, oh, I'm going to die from this. And the reality is you probably won't because I think the CDC re- re- revealed 90% of people who have died had comorbidity factors. Yep. 90%. Well, and even if we assume that all cases of COVID died because of COVID and nothing else, the total amount of deaths this year has gone up less than 10% compared to previous years. So... Oh, the to- oh, total number of, of, total de- number right, of right, deaths. Right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So the che- technically, even if the virus is the only thing that killed all those people, which it's not, but, you know, just for sake of argument, we'll say it is, that means your average uh, chance of dying has gone up by 10%, which there's a lot of things you can do to make it go up by a whole lot more than 10% that people do. You know, if you smoke, way more than 10%, but people smoke, they don't worry about that, but then they worry about this virus that's less dangerous to them than smoking, drinking, riding a motorcycle... Eating too much. It's also... All this stuff. Oh, my God. We have to take a break. We're three minutes over. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses not only in the Twin Cities but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American (laughs) Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard is finally waltzed in here. Waltz, waltz, waltz. Here oh my is. God! Something popped up on my screen. <sighs> we were just talking about this whole uh, COVID thing, and okay. how's that going? Uh, just it's frustrating. How's that going? It's just how's the that going? information is just yeah bad. We got our guests. What do you mean? Wait a minute! What the information's bad? It's just we have a guest. We have to talk about it later. You know, You'll have to listen to the first. Oh God! Yeah. Is that yeah. 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 okay? Whatever. Part of the show. Of your own family. Eleven thirty p.m. To see what we were talking about. <laughs> Whatever. I've never liked any of you. You can right. go to omni.com slash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Keith Coogan with us. How you doing, Keith? I'm great, guys. How you doing? <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you get raked over the coals by your family like I do on a daily basis, Keith? Oh, since early days, yes. Of course, friends, family, anyone. <laughs> yeah, of course, raked constantly. Everyone and everything, huh? Yes. Uh, is it, in a way, it's got to be great, but it also has to be kind of a challenge. I mean, just the last name of Coogan, because Coogan's not really that uh, that common a name. I remember Coogan's Bluff. That was a, a Clint Eastwood movie, so that might be the only other time I ever heard the name. Is it that common a name in America? I think more people think 
my grandfather's Jackie Cooper. They tell me <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. Amazing in the stamp, and I'm like, wrong, wrong Jackie. But that's I appreciate that, um, and uh, that's fine. I always think it's just getting fun at YouTube shows, you know. Hey. No, hey, you know, whatever works. I, I like Jackie Coogan and Jackie Cooper, so it all worked out in the end for me. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it worked now, out. Now, it didn't just help that, that they did do a movie together, French Leave, and then also my uh, my granduncle, Robert Coogan, had a series of films, Suki, co-starring Jackie Cooper. So you had Coogan, Cooper all over. It was a mess. <laughs> it was an absolute mess. And you have a career yourself. You're doing very, very well. Should point that out. Oh, I thank you very much. I uh, have fun doing it, so I'm glad I get to keep doing it. By the way, I do have to mention, and I, it, I the first time I ever heard it, I was a little boy. I might have been, in, I don't know, in 9, 10, 11, something like that. The first time I heard you... <laughs> Oh, God, I still laugh about it. I still laugh about your grandfather's name. Uncle Fester is one of the greatest names in the history of the world because of the word Fester. Yeah. It's like, what? (laughs) Really? We're going to go with Fester, are we? But there was a Festus on on Gunsmoke, so I don't know. But Fester, Uncle, Uncle something is festering with our uncle. We'll call him Uncle Fester. So that would be great. Get some hydrogen peroxide for that. Now, Keith, uh, how old were you when, when that series hit the air? Or were you even born yet? I was negative six. Negative so, six, so there you out, go. Yes. Came out when my mom was 10. So um, you, really? Yeah, I had a very young mother. So she had to deal with getting picked up from school by Uncle Fester in the death cloak riding the motorcycle. <laughs> Is that true? Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's um, and, and apparently he lectured Ken Weatherwax and Lisa Loring you know, watch your money and how to behave on set. Uh, and he'd fall asleep. My grandfather was a famous narcoleptic. He could fall asleep on stage as well as on set. And oftentimes he would interrupt the take because he was asleep behind the flats and was snoring so loud. <laughs> yeah, so I can understand that whole situation. So so your whole family, now three generations, is, is, involved, or is it more than three generations involved in the entertainment business? Sure, my great grandparents were vaudeville. There you and go. My grandfather was born into a trunk. It was Chaplin was going to see my great grandfather, um, and then they happened to bring out this little four-year-old boy at the end of the act, piquing Chaplin's interest. But uh, yeah, just a, a four-generation uh, in this crazy business. Isn't that wonderful that that for four generations you could do we. We, uh, you know, we're in a situation, we have four generations alive right now in our family. Catherine, my lovely wife's father, is uh, 94, when is that on, is that Friday? Thursday. Thursday. 94. He turns 94 Thursday, and then uh, there's Catherine, there's Andy and Alex, our son and daughter, and Alex's kids are four and two, so we got four generations cooking right now. That's a very, very special thing, Keith. Oh, sure. You know, I kind of likened it to... Not that we take it for granted, it's just our business. So if your family's you know, in law enforcement, everyone goes into law enforcement. If your grandfather made shoes, you probably will make shoes too. So there is kind of a, they don't see it as special. It's just you know, it's expected of you to be a professional. So I'd be all really happy about maybe being the voice of the fox in the Fox 
And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I did a movie. And my mom would say, no, 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 that doesn't count. It's animated. So it's just pretty good on screen. <laughs> so I had to wait until Adventure of Baby Sitting to claim that in my family's side. Come on. Yeah, I understand that, but by the same... T- did, w- did they ever approach you about doing uh, any voices for the animated features, the Adams Family, now? Ooh, no, and I would love to. Um, uh, I am coincidentally 50, which is the same age that my grandfather was when he first started portraying Uncle Fester in 64. Um, so I'm ready. Uh, voiceover, live action. I guess I'll shave my head. I'll be halfway there on the week. <laughs> <laughs> You're only halfway there on the week. Keith, get to work. Will you get start eating more? Will you please? Um, I'm gonna pull a Gennaro or a Vincent to those Okay. <laughs> no, Keith, I do, I do have to ask you. Does it? I gotta believe that pretty much everyone you meet that goes, oh my god. Your Uncle Fester's grandson. I loved Uncle Fester. Do you get? Do you ever get sick of hearing that, or you just love it? Oh, no, I think that's great, because yeah. this was, you know, something that really uh, helped my grandfather. He it was a cute world child star at five years old. Yeah. He did. Yep. did a series of pictures of him, maybe 13, 14, older, rockies, and his career is kind of done. And he plays heavies and fat guys and B-movies and some TV. Well... Uncle, you know, Adam's family comes along and uh, wasn't like the hit that the Munsters was. They were on, they started the same week, ran for two years, ended the same week, but Munsters, because of universal hammer horror familiarity with Dracula, you know, Frankenstein, Adam's family were just eccentric, uh, uh, unnervingly rich, and they had a but they loved each other, so that's what I think resonates with Adams. But I got to be honest with you, I, I I loved the Adams family. I loved the Munsters too. Don't get me wrong, I did. I, I I thought of them equally. They they both were something I absolutely wanted to watch, but for very different reasons. You know, Fred Gwynn did a magnificent job. What I what I really liked about it is the way they portrayed the two wives in both the Munsters and the Adams family. They were attractive women who who didn't talk a whole lot, but they looked at you like. I'm warning you, you know, <laughs> kind of that kind of deal. But it, I like to think that the Munsters had a straight answer the door. They get Marilyn to go answer the door. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Adam's family don't have things or words for the child. They don't know. They don't care. They're like, oh, everyone's so nice. They don't see that they're weird or peculiar. Munsters knew it and always tried to hide that, and that was, comedy for me as a child growing up. I, I enjoyed the monsters. My wife actually only watched the monsters and has never seen or watched that with family. Oh. Really? Yeah. I tried to show it to her and she left the room. I don't know what <laughs> You know what I really enjoyed about both of them is even though they were so-called monsters, particularly in the monster situation, but I really enjoyed watching how much they loved one another. Mom and Dad, in both shows, the Munsters and the Adams Family, Mom and Dad were very fond of one another, and I really liked that as a kid. Yeah, and you come from multi-generational, and you're experiencing multi-generational. They have Grandpa sit down with Eddie Munster, yep, yep. or Uncle Fester sit down with Wednesday and Pugsley. Um, it was common as I was growing up. Most houses in my neighborhood had another bedroom. And Grandma or Grandpa was there. Instead of in a home, 
they were there. They're in the home. Uh, it was very common to have multi-generations that were growing up. Keith, why do you think it is that, you know, you mentioned the Munsters was a, a massive hit and all the rest of it. Why then all of a sudden are we in a situation where they can't make enough animated features of the Adams Family? They do. Uh, it's a fun popular brand for them. Universal bought, uh, in some ways, who owned it. And um, it, is, it is quirky. We've got enough. Look, we've got hot topics out there. People like the goth. And they love when they add Morticia, you know, especially too. Um, people are done with it. Everyone, however, mean, you know. Um, there's a portion that it really does, you know, draw people to. I, I think it's great. I celebrate the Adam family. Yeah, I'm telling you, it just. Keith, just the, carrying the name of Coogan, Keith Coogan, our special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, the grandson of Jackie Coogan, Uncle Fester on. Uh, on the Adams family, it just—you made my heart feel glad on a Tuesday, Keith. Just talking about this and the memories that I had as a kid, I never ever missed either one of those shows. I've seen every one of them, and I'm damn happy to tell you that. I would say that, Keith. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time today, Keith. Great talking to you, sir. Have a, have a wonderful you, afternoon. You guys are awesome. Uh, take care. Thanks. Bye. Keith Coogan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can check them out on youtube.com slash user slash Hollywood Kids. That's the channel, all new YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash user slash Hollywood Kids. Keith Coogan, our special guest, will be back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We're rocking out, man. You heard me. So anyway. You thought he was on our gang, a.k.a. Little Rascals. No. He, you did. Oh, I did. Uh, Don't he, point that finger. Oh, Jack, he was on Oliver Twist. Oliver he was okay. Oliver Twist in 1922. Oh, Jackie Coogan was? Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. Similar, you know. Similar. That's a family Poor legacy. Poor kid. Thievery. No, no. That. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Our it's gang is basically true. just a bunch of Oliver Twists who got together. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, i, I got to tell you something. Um, it's really getting to the point now where people's ignorance is really starting to piss me off to no end. Um, any upside, I do not understand the hatred that people have in this country right now. When I read the headline, Michelle Obama on Trump assertions, racist. Of course. 
Do we really need a former first lady who does nothing but bitch about America mm-hmm. from day one? This is the first oh. happy day of my well, that, life. That's what we were basically talking oh, about when you went disgusting. out to take the call, was that the, the volume has been turned up oh, a no, you lot did. Okay. in the last couple of uh, days I on know. social media so, and headlines have gotten more and more inflammatory, and it's just going to be psychotic from here on. Don't you think her time would be better spent, you know, in South Chicago yeah, trying helping to help out. some of those people? Yeah, wouldn't it? Well, that's you never going to happen. Save her own. Lives. It's scary you know, over there. Yeah, really. Why would she go there? Why don't we look at it this way? If she could save one life there, don't you think it would be worth her time? Absolutely. Could she say a positive word about anybody but herself? Yeah. She's always talking about how wonderful she is, but apparently everybody else doesn't stack up. She is a disturbed person. Now, the thing that's also very scary about these times are, you know, um, there was a headline, there was finally a write up about all these kids that are carjacking all over Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Very yep. young 12, yep. 13, yeah. 14 yeah, year problem. old kids. It's a big problem because what they're saying is those kids have basically just dropped out of school. They're not going back. They're not online school. No, they're God, not. No. Yeah, they're like, not. No, they're true. not logging in. Yeah, no one's going to do well, anything. Well, yeah, that's about like it. my sister-in-law. Twelve. Who, yeah, my sister-in-law, who is a special education teacher in elementary school, um, she's like, online learning is really, really great if you have a kid that likes learning and learns right, well right, that way, yeah. and if you have parents that are supportive yeah. and can help them. If you don't have either of those things, she's like, it's horrible. And her special ed kids don't have either of those things, right. most of them. And so she's like, they barely spend any time doing anything. She's like, I expect them next year to be more b- like behind where they were at the beginning of last year. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. She's like, I think every kid, no matter if you're online learning or not, if you're good at it or not, or supported at it or not, everybody's going to be behind. But the kids that have no support or have a difficult time just sitting in front of a screen and paying attention are really going to have a very difficult time. But yeah, there are so many kids that just, if their parents aren't, you well, know, sitting there, do your work. Well, a few months ago, there were it. teachers that were saying that kids from the inner city... They, 50% of them never logged on even once when mm-hmm. school started. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, of course, it's the, the problem is not so, enough money being shoveled into the system. Yeah, because, because we certainly don't have enough truancy officers to go out and make sure they logged on. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not putting enough money into it, mm-hmm. and then that would fix the problem. Do we still even have truancy officers? Do Probably they even not. care if kids show up I don't anymore? Think they I don't do. even know if they do. I do think they? You te- yeah, you technically. Um, well, you technically have. Oh, to. because yes. that's how they get paid is butts in the seats. Okay. So yeah. many yeah, days, so right. many hours. That like, is true. I, um, they have to call. At some point, I think they have to call Child Protective Services too. In school, but if I don't know about online. If your kids out carjacking all day long, what do you think they're going to say no, when really. Child Protective Services knocks on their door and says, yeah. "Hey, your kid hasn't been logging on"? What do you think? I don't know what's about. Gonna I don't know about online learning, but if they're not in school physically, they have to call Child Protective Services at some point. But I don't know about logging on because that's a so whole they don't care. So let me get this right: they care if. The child's not in school they, because they won't get their money, but really don't care about the child being, putting himself, him or herself, at personal risk yeah. doing, doing, well, doing carjacking. Three, three young boys just flipped a car and killed themselves that they had carjacked two days ago. There you go. I think it depends. Yep. I think it depends on the teacher and the school district because 
the teachers that I know that have ever had to call CPS, it's like because of the benefit of the child they're like i yeah. don't think this child's in a safe home environment and not just like oh i have to because it's the rules you know yeah so but i think it clearly depends okay i found something that i you know what i do when i write read something outrageous like michelle obama calling the president of the united states a racist mm-hmm. right i went what drove that there's a reason that she said that and it's not just the election i mean it is the election but it's not Everything's just the that. election isn't it, it is the election but it's not just that i just found the answer to why she said that do you see what biden said no oh god and again i don't have a dog in this fight i'm not a big fan of either one of these two guys to tell you the truth biden suggests this is a headline biden suggests people were able to quarantine because some black woman was able to stack the grocery store shelf. What? what? Oh, my God. What? What does that mean? What the hell does he mean by that? If he is that incredibly ignorant to say something like that, do we have any third person we could vote yeah, for? Sounds... Is there anybody else? Libertarian, I keep I telling you people. I knew yeah. he was old, but I didn't know he was born in the 17th I'm still, century. I'm still reeling from the last Libertarian I voted for. You really? understand that. And you know who that was. Who, who was it? Gary Johnson? No. It was our former governor. I voted. He was in well, the Jesse? Libertarian Jesse. Party? Was he? Yeah, he was the Libertarian. That no, was the he Libertarian. was Independent Green, wasn't he? Doesn't matter. Yes, it's, it a, it's, it's, it's the third party that... Uh, uh, let's see I don't here. think he ran independent, under Libertarian. Independent Green. Independent I'm pretty sure Green. He, I'm pretty sure he was Green Party. So I'm still stinging from that. There you have it. <laughs> They're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery store shelf, Biden has heard uh, saying in the clip. The 10-second clip, which was originally uh, shared on September 29th, was just a snippet of comments the Democratic nominee made during the September 15th roundtable with veterans in Tampa, Florida. He's, uh, in the expanded remarks, Biden had expressed a positive tone in dealing with the problems the country faces, particularly ones that stem from the coronavirus outbreak. He said, he's more optimistic than I've ever been in my whole career. <laughs> really? Never are you? Him. Listen, these are the guys we get to choose from. These two guys is what we these get to choose guys. from. Jesse Ventura ran under the Reform Party. Reform. Oh, the Reform Party. And then party. while he was in office, he switched to the Independence Party of Minnesota. Whatever that is. God, what a dope he is. And then after that, he just became a generic independent. Okay. Yeah. Don't blame the libertarians on Jesse Ventura. Independence Party is classical liberalism and centrism. So it's a center party. It's a center party. What is it? That's that's libertarian? Independence Party of Minnesota. Oh, the Independence Party of Minnesota. You ever notice that Minnesota always has to put our name on on anything? Minnesota is one weird place. I was born here. I was reading the ballot to my dad last night. Oh, God. He got his ballot in the mail. And? And he's like, who is that? What party are they going? I'm like, well, there's two for cannabis. Yeah. (laughs) Get all over that. I know, yeah. There's legalized (laughs) cannabis now party. He's like, what? I'm like, you're in Minnesota. You're back in Minnesota, Dad. I'm not in Kansas anymore. I just wonder, like, say they get elected and they make weed legal, are they still part of the legal cannabis now party? Because that just seems like they don't have a platform at that point. 
yeah, literally like, a oh, single issue. Yeah, your only yeah. thing yeah. that you, yeah, then do you get kicked out? Yeah, what happens? It's like achieved mission it. accomplished we, and we, you we abdicate? We have legalized marijuana for certain things, but not recreationally, not right? Medical, right. Yeah. medical is legal, right? but not yeah, recreational. Not in the state of Minnesota. And they should make it. It's going to be by next year, I imagine. Well, recreation. take the criminality Walls, out of this kind of Walls crap. Walls talked about how he was going to legalize it and blah, blah, blah. Well, who's he wanted against to. it? Thing. Who's against the it? Republicans. There's tons of people. There's hardly any Republicans in the office in Minnesota. All religious people yeah. in the world in other are words, against Republicans. it, pretty what? much. What? All religious people in the world? Are against legalizing How do cannabis? they know Jesus didn't hit the pipe? I, they they don't. don't know. You don't they know. Don't. You don't know. I don't have any clue if he actually hit the Every pipe Every religious person I've ever met is very against marijuana. You're but kidding. booze is okay. Alcohol's is okay. okay. No, okay. no, but they don't drink much. They don't drink they don't. much No, if it were up to them, none of it would be legal, I think. I really? Don't know. But there's, there's a special stigma against marijuana because it's a drug. Because it's a drug. You know, like is, alcohol and, and marijuana are a drug. Yeah, but, yeah. no, I'm saying, but alcohol and marijuana, when you look at the effect on the body, really isn't that different. Oh, it's a lot, it's oh, a lot, lot different. No, but if you, like, take one hit off of a something, oh, and you do a shot. Oh, I thought you were talking about the way it treats the body. No, I mean, oh, like, oh, the oh, amount sorry, of the effect. It's your, like they're oh, saying yeah. that you take one hit off of a joint, and you're just so no, baked, you can't even God. see. Well, you know, and it's like, it's just like alcohol. You have to gauge... Where your home home sweet spot is. Yeah, yeah. Like you can drive a vehicle after having X yeah. amount of drinks, yeah, depending after. on the person. Right. But if you can't drive a car, well, after you've smoked marijuana, technically, because there's no way there's no of test for it, yeah. testing. I just hate so the fact like, that I can't carry a gun when I'm on THC. It pisses me off. Oh God. <laughs> That's right. We got a break. Idea. We'll Wendy, be back. Chris, what? Wendy. Horrible timing as always. <laughs> Did she call at the end of the segment again? Yep. All right, well, come back. Get it together, come back. Wendy. Just wait and you come back on the first segment. Your timing, are you sure you're not my sister, Wendy? <laughs> well, you know, I, I just wanted one comment. I, was, I knew okay. Kristen was coming up, but I wanted to comment quick. Sure. Well, on the Joe Biden thing where he was talking about uh, black people, you know, the black, black women. women stocking shelves, my dog did that, and she's like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? She's like, I've been working at a grocery store the whole time. She goes, I am pretty white. Yeah. She's I like, know. what about me? You can she always goes, rely on a Negro to do the work for us. <laughs> I know, that's basically know, what he was saying. It's pandering. Yes, it is. And they love and she it. Said, she, said that is, she said that is so super offensive. She's yeah. like, you know, whatever. She says, but him telling people that only people of color mm-hmm. were working serving the white people she goes that's ridiculous she goes i actually have a picture of me you know working during the pandemic i'm i'm not a person of color well he did throw in a hispanic at the end of the story by the way wow. he did throw that into at the very end of his he is a disaster now, they whites both and are. asians well, aren't in real high priority for them nope she, she's she's actually been researching because after she saw a video of him she's like I hate to say it, but I think he might have dementia. I'm like, you think? (laughs) Makes you wonder. Wendy, you're the best. Behave now the rest of the day. Thank you. No, you. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. We'll be back with Kristen Burt in a couple of minutes.